ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages. Welcome to episode 35 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we'll be breaking down week three, all the news notes, all the waiver wire additions, trade targets, breaking down certain players who had monster performances and who we think can be had for cheap, sold for great value before they start regressing back to the norm. And uh, just all the uh, news and notes from week three. So with me to break it down, I have Mo. Hey, hey. And we have Chiggs. Giddy So guys, uh, I guess no Minshew Mania this week then. Oh, man. <laughs> Get me started right now. I'm, I'm going I'm to hold off today. He, he, he needs to... Needs to rest up a little bit. Well, well, let's get right into it then. So, first game, the Thursday night game, was the Jags and the Dolphins. Um, Fitz Magic was on form. Um, I think for a while he was sort of 11 of 11. Then he ended up 18 of 20. Just a very efficient performance. Two passing touchdowns. One uh, rushing touchdown as well. I suppose the players that really stand out in this game, and I'd be interested to hear your takes from a dynasty perspective but also from a season-long perspective um i mean james robinson a really good stat line 11 carries 46 yards two touchdowns on the ground a further six receptions for 83 yards almost carrying on from where leonard fournette left where he was surprised he was getting so much in the passing game last year so where we are now, what do you think someone like a James Robinson is worth? Because I've seen a lot of polls on Facebook groups and stuff, and I'd be interested to hear your takes. So, Chiggs, what do you think a Robinson's worth in Dynasty? Um, if I can get a second for him next year, I'm telling. Um, you know, he's done really well. Uh, this is a guy you would have picked up off off waivers, you know, for, for cents on the dollar, basically. So if I can make a profit on him and then reload with that, then that would be great. Um, you know, obviously with the running back injuries and stuff this year, people are going to be crying out for that sort of running back help. And the one thing Robinson is giving you is guaranteed workload. You mm. know, he obviously had um, not much yardage this week, but, um, you know, on, on the on the rushing-wise, obviously he had the six receptions for 83 yards, which was great, but it was the two touchdowns as well that obviously boosted him up. But, yeah, I mean, if you can get a second for him, I think that's that's good value to get back. And um, Mo, what do you say the value is for James Robinson? I would say in a dynasty, it's probably about right. Um, I actually love him in redrafts. If you have him in redrafts, um, you again, I, I actually have him in every single redraft league of mine, uh, and um, I, th- I think he's going to be a solid. Just just with just with all the injuries of running backs, I think he's he's he should have solid value. I would not be trying to sell him cheap because I know I've gotten offers for like pennies on the dollar. But uh, so here's a chick- question. Because uh, I was thinking about this a lot today and stuff, and obviously running backs that you can maybe go and acquire. You know, you buy lows kind of thing. We'll probably talk about them over the course of the episode. But would you say someone offered you James Robinson for Joe Mixon? No, I, I, you, no. you would. You would not be trading. I, I, w- I would take Mixon on that. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. I, I don't I don't think anyone's giving me that elite level. Like the, the the type of trades I had were like AJ Green for Robinson. Like um, it was more wide receiver. Usually, if it, if someone's trying to trade a running back off of you, they want it because they they're probably weak in the running back and they're probably strong in the in the, in the wide receiver department. Um, so I got trade offers like such as that, and I'm I'm like no. 
Um, I, I I think he's going to hold more great value. I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the Dolphins always, I mean, the, the Jaguars are always going to be behind. You saw his productivity. Um, Minshew looked terrible because Chark wasn't there. But I think Robinson's going to be a cornerstone for this season. Next so season, it, yeah, so, I can so see this, a draft, them drafting so a running back. This is my point for redraft, right? If you look at the difference between Robinson and Mixon, and obviously Mixon, um, far more elite talent, right? But for this season alone, what Mixon's given you, you know, he's not really involved in the passing game. The one thing he was relying on was that volume hasn't been there because Gio Bernard's still be getting snaps. So James Robinson's out, you know, probably got more more um, share of that backfield and he's involved in the passing game. And I wouldn't say the offences are massively dissimilar. Obviously, the, the Bengals are going to be playing from behind a lot and throwing the ball. So, I, see, I, I think Mixon's lack of training camp hurt him, his so-called migraines and so forth. So I think he's just trying to, he's just, he's just kind of loosening up the rust. Um, and I, I, I think he should be solid. If you can get Mixon for cheap, I would suggest it. I personally don't care for him much. I avoided him, but if you can get it from cheap, that, that I mean, I, I think I think I think that he's a value person to kind of target. Because I, again, I think I think the lack of preseason, him staying out. I mean, it, it's you know you have a new QB, you're gonna have you're gonna have a little bit of a disconnect there to start off with. And I think that's what they're kind of that's what they're kind of feeling right now. Yeah, I mean, look, my, my view on it is exactly the same, right? I mean, I'd be looking to buy up mix and where I can. You know, those he's giving you three pretty bad weeks, so you know some managers might be trying to get away from him. Um, it's just interesting, you know, if if that tape if that trade was on the table, I personally wouldn't take it, but you know. I wouldn't be adverse to proposing it, put it that way. And uh, I, I reckon I might get hit on it sometimes. So would you have in a season-long PPR league, James Robinson or DJ Chark? Robinson. I think Robinson just because of the value. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the run, the running back market, you know, especially with you know, top-tier guys like Saquon being injured, McCaffrey out for a while now. The most, uh, you know, there, there's so many injuries at running back. Um, yeah. You know, I can see Robinson finishing as a an RB two quite easily. You know, he might be pushing sort of back back end of RB one if he keeps this sort of volume up, right? Is is there any scare from Armstead coming back off of IR uh, in a week or two? Maybe, but yeah, you know, obviously the whole thing with Leonard Fournette, right, was. You never, you're never going to say this guy's more talented than Leonard Fournette, but obviously with all the sort of issues he's had there, there's obviously a lot of chat coming out that it was a, a culture thing, and you know they were going in a different direction with the team. So Robinson's obviously shown them enough in camp for them to sort of give it to him. I think Armstead will still get some work, but Robinson's playing like that well at the moment that the job's his, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So we're talking up Robinson and everything he's doing, but here's a funny one then. Miles Gaskin. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. 22 carries, a further five uh, receptions. He didn't get any touchdowns. So, you know, his stat line wasn't as impressive as James Robinson. But are you targeting him in Dynasty if you're RB needy? Or you just think that's a player that's waiting to just flop? Waiting to flop. Yeah, same. For me, again, if I can sell him, you know, if I can get something reasonable. I, I actually, I actually drafted him in in our league, in a TEBC league. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, 
And you, you know, if you can try and package him with someone else and try and you know use them, you know, say you say you're trying to hit a team that's in a rebuild, right? You can offer him a young running back that's obviously flashing at the moment. You know, you might better get one of these older running backs, I don't know, like a Mark Ingram or something. Package Gaskin with someone for a Mark Ingram. You know, it's a bit messy, but I still think over the course of the season, Mark Ingram will probably come out ahead just because of that offense and stuff. But yeah, fair play to Gaskin, right? He's he's um, he's beating out Breeder and Howard for sure. Mm. And I think a player that really disappointed this week, uh, and Chiggs, I know you on him, was Mike Gasicki. Only the one reception, 15, 15 so yards. Touchdowns, uh, he saved him, right? Yeah. Any panic there, or you think that's just going to be the way the season goes with him? Yeah, look, he's he's going to be he's not going to be uh, a week in week out Travis Kelsey, George Kittle play, right? Not yet, anyway. You know, this is his third season in the league. So this is Amazing. where you expect him to sort of make that jump. Um, you know, first couple of weeks he's he's been really good. I just those those big games will come, but you know, you you do have to expect some of these down games. Gesicki, he had it last season. You know, as long as you've got other talent around him, um, yeah. you know. So for me, Gesicki's a guy I love in Dynasty, but I wouldn't be touching him in redrafting unless it's unless I'm streaming that particular particular week or playing the playing the matchup. But you know, in Dynasty for sure, you know, I've got him everywhere I can. And in Superflex, Superflex, if you're a tour owner, are you trying to get Fitz? You think he's looking good, or are you just going to wait out with tour? I say that. Half knowing Chiggs, you own Tua in one of our dynasty leagues. Yeah, again, it's one of those, right? I mean, that the trouble with me in that league is my other two quarterbacks are Baker and Phil Rivers. So there's no point in me trying to get Phil um, Fitzpatrick because I'm not making a push for the uh, for the ship. Yeah, that's fair. So I can see it if you know, if you've got Tua and you know and you look like you're potentially are a contender. It's I would probably make that move to try and you know lock it up. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season, Baker or Fitz? I still think Baker. Oh, I might. I, I may have to go with Fitz on a streaming as a streaming. Uh, yeah, I, I think Fitz. Cause I, I think on a week to week basis, Fitz. But I think over the course of the season, you know, I think Tua will take over at some point. You know. We've seen Fitzmagic do this before, right? Where he'll go on like ridiculous streaks and then he'll have a complete disaster. Um, the guy's 30, you know, absolute legend, right? But he's 37. At some point, you know, they will be putting Tour in. Um, it, and it, may, it may not be this season, so this could be a complete moot. But, you know, I think as soon as Tour, Tour comes in, that job's his. Whereas I think Baker's still got the job for the season. Beyond that, I'm not so sure. Mm. Uh, well, going to a really ugly game, the Giants and the 49ers, awful game to watch on Red Zone. As a Daniel Jones owner, it was just horrible viewing. I think he threw a pick six, there's a fumble, uh, the, you know, there's that one interception. He saved his day a little bit with the rushing, but it was just ugly. Uh, I don't think there's anyone at the moment from the Giants who I'm targeting. Slayton, three receptions for 53. Golden Tate, five for 36. Evan Engram, three for 22. And this is against the 49ers team who are missing, you know, quite notoriously some of their 
better defensive players like Nick Bosa, uh, for example. So it was an ugly performance. Devontae Freeman did nothing. Five carries for 10 yards. Dion Lewis. Uh, Paul, I think we can give you some stickers. You're not on the podcast. Blew 100% of your fad on Dion Lewis. <laughs> and he's got one carry for zero yards. And one I love the optimism there. but um... I, 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 I'm going to assume that he accidentally just added an additional zero there. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Or if he did, he's styling it out. But here's the thing with Dion Lewis, right? As soon as they signed Devonta Freeman, you knew that... It was over, yeah. Anyway, but I was surprised that he had one carry this week. I think I started <laughs> against you this week, Amir, in a league thinking, you know, at least you'll get a bit of work while they work Freeman in. Yeah, you did. It shows you how little they think of this guy that, you know, <laughs> they've just signed a guy. He's been chilling on the beach. Um, and plug, you know, He still led the team and carries. But stay away from any part of this backfield. Or even Engram, I want no part of. No. Yeah. Um, just... You know, this this is a say a 49ers team that was banged up, and I think we talked about it before, maybe on on, on the betting show. But Carl Shanahan, you know, he's, he's going to outclass them. I don't think it'll be this much of a blowout, but um, yeah, Giant, the Giants are you know up there with the Jets as one of the worst teams. Yeah, so interesting. 49ers is a team. I think they do have one or two waiver targets. Um, so. Jarrett McKinnon probably won't be on many waivers, but Jeffrey Wilson should be. And sure. Wilson actually had the better yeah. fantasy day. Uh, they were only two carries apart, Wilson with 12, McKinnon oh. with 14. But uh, Wilson, Wilson had three receptions for 54 yards, and uh, he had a, two touchdowns. So that, That's what it was. It was the receiving touchdown that set Wilson over the top, which which is weird, right? Because you, you think of McKinnon as the, the pass-catching back, and you would have thought of Jeff Wilson as being the... Um, you know, the, the bruising kind of guy, right? Yeah. And it actually was a bit of a split between the two, but... But uh, Brandon Ayuk had a decent day for himself. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a rushing touchdown, five receptions for 70. Shanahan knows a very creative uh, coach. So I know, Chiggs, you're a fan of Ayuk. You took him in a few dynasty leagues it's or weird. even in a rookie draft. because um, I actually only really got onto the Ayuk bandwagon after Mo. Um, I think we talked about it before, right? Where I I tried to sort of snipe him ahead of Mo, and then he took Jordan Love from me, and and so forth. But you know, Ayuk looked really good on Sunday. Um, obviously, you know, kind of playing that Debo Samuel gadget kind of role, right? You know, you can kind of do it on the ground, he can do it through the air. Um, I just love Kyle Shanahan's offense, and I think this guy will be productive in there. Yeah, I think Ayuk had a good showing. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Debo and Kittle are back, which look yeah. fairly imminent. Um, but then maybe, you know, they'll finally get their starters. Most of it's probably out for another couple of weeks as well. But um, Shanahan's always got a plan. Um, right. what, do you think of, um, what do you think of um, Nick Mullins is, uh, in terms of Superflex? Someone you would be... I know, obviously, Jimmy G's probably coming back soon, but if you need someone to kind of tie you over the next few weeks... Someone that could give you a bit of If you're the Jimmy G owner and you've got no other quarterback and you think Mullins is going to get you more points than somebody else in the super flex spot would give you, like another receiver or a tight end or a running back, maybe you'd want to give up your third 
just to get a second starting quarterback. But you know, it was it was the Giants, and it was a very bad Giants team. So I don't think you're gonna get that. I know Nick Mullins has had some okay, but no, he's not a. If you're in a super flex redraft or a year long league, then hell, maybe you know, if you need a if you need yeah. a quarterback. I, but, I think um, I think you make make a good point, which people probably should um, should pay more attention to. Just because it's super flexible, you don't need to start two QBs, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, they generally score more points, but if your second QB is Phil Rivers, you probably want to start someone else ahead of him in the in the super flex spot. But um, uh, it's the same with me. I've been starting Daniel Jones, and I, I just think I can't not for the next few weeks, not till they get their acting gear and start playing, you know, less good defenses. Um, I didn't want to play Derek Carr against the uh, Patriots. Mm. Um, I would have probably been better off playing a receiver, um, you know, but got away with a win there thanks to some heroics from Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, you know, it doesn't always have to be a quarterback. Um, especially in leagues like the ones I run where bad quarterback play does get punished. Um, you know, it's three for a fumble, um, three for interceptions. Um, and it, it's quite punishing if um, if it's a fumble lost as well. So uh, <laughs> you don't, we'll don't want to come keep... on to that, but Drew Brees, jeez. <laughs> that was costly, wasn't it? So from one ugly game to another then, uh, Browns and... Uh, the football team, football team were winning for a while. Brown sort of uh, snuck out a win, thanks largely to their running game. Um, good performance again from Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think in most leagues they're the only two players I want from the um, from the Browns. There was a time where I was going after Landry and OBJ. Um, I actually ended up dropping Landry in one of the leagues I was in. I just don't like that. Baker Mayfield looked awful, should have been intercepted one or two times. He just looks so off at the moment. And they're lucky that they've got one of the best running back tandems uh, in the league. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone disagrees. Um, If you see Jarvis on your waivers in the season long, are you interested at this time? Only if I'm desperate for, uh, you know, a desperate wide receiver, which, to be honest, at the moment, I am in in some of my leagues. But... Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely staying away from their wide receiving core and Austin Hooper. You know, yeah, the running backs are the other place place you want to be. And you know, like obviously, I've talked about Chubb and Hunt on previous episodes. You know, no one's doubting Chubb. You know, talent wise, again, fantastic. So I think I think that touchdown run he made was was amazing. You know, just really sort of power running, but. Um, this, this, I think this game was set up for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, once they, once they took after the second quarter when they took the uh, lead, a bit back and forth. But um, yeah, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna eat into each other's workload. That's the only problem with Hunt and Chubb, right? I think we talked about it before. Yeah, but I think they're both capable of giving both. you. Yeah, capable, you know, back end RB one numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Like another thing, sorry, I should, I should clarify. I'm not, I'm not down on on Chubb or Hunt. I think they're both great. It just, you know, I, I just think their upside is capped because of each other. So, yeah, you know, they're never going to break into that top tier. But yeah, I mean, on any, any given week, yeah, for sure. You know, they're they're the, they're the piece of the offense you want. Mo, are there any brands you're targeting? On the absolutely not. No. 
staying away. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. either too expensive or not worth getting. I think. I agree. Um, and then on the on the I was going to say Redskins, but the football team, uh, Haskins with a bit of an ugly performance, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Who's well, the, you're a Haskins owner. How worried are you? Who's the next man up? Who's the next man up for them? Kyle Allen. <laughs> Good old Kyle Allen. Um. Uh, yeah, he just he played terrible. Um. His his, I think one of his biggest issues was he's he was eyeing down the, his receiver the whole time. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it, it just made it easy for the for the uh, individuals for the for the um the corners there the linebackers just jump jump the route and uh, intercept that and that that was that was his biggest mistake. Um, his O line's not really helping him either. Uh, um, losing Chase Young kind of hurt defensively. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of Haskins right now. Again, I knew when drafting him in TEBC that he's a raw prospect, and you have to give him time to develop. I think he has the right coach and all. Um, and it just matter. Let's just see if he he get reps. He learns because he he has he has all the talent there. I think if Kyle Allen's in your waiver wire, you know, in the Superflex league, you absolutely go out and get him. Um, you know, I think Rivera even came out and said, you know, without saying it, but he was saying people need to step up. Um, you know, they, they said the guys in the locker room are there to win games, and you know, essentially, if people are underperforming. Yeah, they're not going to be exempt from being hooked. So um, we've seen Kyle Allen with Rivera in um, Carolina last year. Did pretty mm. well. I think Amy, you managed to get some good trade value out of him. So Kyle <laughs> Allen is a Debo Samuel. Debo in a second. Um, uh, hey, I'll uh, I'll do I'll for the same trade there. So oh, yeah, I mean this this is the thing when the Superflex they right? there are going to be people that are needy at QB, and if Kyle Allen for some reason comes in and actually does all right. You can probably flip him. You know, you're constantly trying to pick up these guys off waiver and try and, and trying to constantly flip them and turn a small profit every time, because uh, that's what hits you that big sort of payday, right? You turn a Kyle Allen into a Debo Samuel, who you turn into a Julio Jones. You, you know, you're constantly sort of trading him. That's what you're always trying to do: get an edge, aren't you? Basically, yeah. um, another ugly game: Eagles and Bengals. Um, Carson Wentz looked awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a it's a running theme, it seems, with some of the quarterbacks. But another bad QB performance. Um, one touchdown, two interceptions. I think the only player that looked, or only couple of players that looked good, Miles Sanders. He's going to be taken in all leagues. But I think uh, one target, one player you probably want to target if you want a receiver is Greg Ward. Eight receptions, seventy-two yards. Uh, you know, he got the touchdown as well. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's out for a while. I think um, Deshaun Jackson got injured again. Is um isn't Alshon due to be back this week? Yeah, I think Alshon's he's going to start practicing. So again, another guy you know waiver wire definitely in redraft leagues. Um, definitely be targeting Alshon this week on waivers. Uh, I think Dallas Goddard potentially going to be out as well now for a bit. Correct. He's, he's out. Fractured yeah. ankle. Yeah. So yeah. So you know essentially. You've got Zach Ertz and um, Alshon Jeffrey. They're sort of two big-bodied pass catchers, I think. Um, so, you know, again, if, you, if you're desperate for help at wide receiver, then uh, Alshon's probably going to be going to yep. be your guy on waivers. And on the Bengals side, it was actually a half-decent performance. They just can't protect Joe Burrow. 
Um, and that was the issue. They just could not protect him and give him time. Um, he had a, quite a clean game in 312 yards on 31 attempts, two touchdowns on the ground. I think Joe Mixon continued to disappoint, but better days are ahead. Eagles have got one of the best uh, runs in a rush defenses. Uh, Tyler Boyd is going from strength to strength, had a phenomenal game. He's really building that chemistry. Um, with uh, with Joe Burrow, but I think a player you want to keep an eye on here is T Higgins. Um, Chiggs, you know I'm a big fan. I actually gave up quite a lot of draft capital to move up yeah. to get uh, T Higgins. Yeah, not for me, one of my favourite wide receivers coming into this year's class. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't think you know, this early, basically. You know, he had a really nice game. He made some really nice catches there. Yeah, I think eight targets he had as well. So, you know, not a small amount. Obviously, um, Darius Slay was shadowing AJ Green, so it meant more space yeah. for the likes of uh, Higgins and Boyd. But, um, but this is the thing, right? You know, we talked about in the off-season, right? I think we said Joe Burrow going for the Bengals and would love for them to take a T Higgins to be his, you know, his AJ Green, right? And then they're going to grow together over the next few years. And you yeah. can see that chemistry, that chemistry there, right? It's not just a, um, us wishing for it. They've actually put it on, 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 on the field. So yeah, T Higgins is a guy in dynasty. I absolutely love. If you're a mid first, if you think if you don't think you're going to win, you think you're going to be middle of the pack. Would you give up a first for T Higgins? Yeah, no, sure, no, you wouldn't. I, I don't, don't think, think I'm, I'm not sold on Higgins. Not a first rounder. I think his first round value, but I think it's late first. Personally, it's late, it's, it's, it's late first. Yeah. So like this this year's class was ridiculous, right? So um, hence why everything sort of got pushed down. So you had Tua, um, Burrow, and, and Herbert. You know, so in the Superflex, so yes, your three QBs, and bear in mind that Herbert was being talked about, you know, not this season, but the season before as Heisman winner and potentially the first overall pick, you know. So you've got three very good QBs coming into the season, and then your running back class, and then obviously your, your depth of wide receivers. I think yeah. what you'll find next year is your, your top-tier wide receivers, you know, with your Jamar Chases and stuff, are going to be there. But you're not going to have the same depth across the board of wide receiver, I don't think. You know, and obviously it's going to be difficult to tell now with obviously the college season being the way it is. So yeah. for me, T Higgins definitely slots into that back end of the first pedigree. I think so because you know he's going to be the incumbent to AJ Green in the future, and so I think having that player with one season under their belt, probably rather have him than like the. 109 but when you're talking 106 107 you're still talking one of those rbs uh, you know maybe someone like chuba hobbit or etienne don't fall there but it's, it's a good rb class next well, year if you think about it right you got um justin fields and trevor lawrence basically are basically going one and two yeah in superflex um jamar chase chuba hubbard travis etienne so that's that you know some combination of your top five yeah, yeah. I'd say probably you know how it would fall out. Um, and yeah, there's still a few more other guys um, that kind of fall into it. But 
Because mm. is it Wondell Moore's coming out next year as well? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think I'll put him just behind those guys. Yeah, definitely back into the first. Hmm. So, um, moving on, Patriots and Raiders. Then, um, sort of a, a polished performance from the Patriots. Nothing too fancy. You know, Cam didn't do too much for fantasy purposes. One touchdown, one interception, only 162, 27 yards on the ground. Uh, the player who really surprised here was uh, Rex Burkhead. He, um, I mean, two touchdowns on six carries, so he's getting those red zone carries, but also seven receptions, 49 yards and another touchdown. So um, shout out to anybody who played Rex Burkhead this week and, and uh, it would have got you monster numbers. Do you think he's one of the top waiver ads for this week or are you staying away from, from that altogether? <laughs> staying away. Yeah, so Bill is Bill Belichick, right? Any given week, you don't know which yeah. <laughs> Patriots running back is going to go off. Damian I, I think, I think it coming back. With, uh, White's coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it helped with James White being out, right? It was so, yeah. sad, sad news about um, his father, oh, his right? parents, yeah. That was really yeah. sad. Um, so you know, obviously, thoughts thoughts with him, but yeah, obviously, gave opportunity for Rex Burkhead, but yeah, just not not a bad field I want to trust, you know, especially with Cam potentially, you know, being essentially the goal line back as well, a bit like Josh Allen in uh, in Buffalo. Yeah, and to be honest, considering he was under a decent amount of pressure, I thought Carr had quite a he stood up well. You know, they were behind for most of the game, but. I thought he had a decent game, 24 of 32, 261, two touchdowns. I think what the Patriots did really well was cover the number one threat. So, I mean, Jacobs had a decent game on the run, uh, on the rushing side, but Waller did nothing and they just just schemed for it well. And we know Belichick with that defensive sort of brilliance. Um, Hunter Renfro, he's a player of interest. Yeah. I think that the player everyone was talking about outside of rugs was Brian Edwards. But Renfro had uh, one touchdown. He almost had another as well. Is that a player you're going after in your redraft leagues? So, so Renfro was kind of a bit of a sleeper in the offseason. Yeah, he had a good, a good season, um, you know, in bits last year. And obviously, yeah, Edwards and Ruggs were the guys. But, yeah, Renfro playing in the slot um, seems, seems to be... I don't know how much of it is, you know, when... Um, when Ruggs is back, will he sort of be into that? But for the time being, for sure. Yeah. I, I think if, um yeah, as long as Ruggs is out. But what's funny is Edwards, Edwards, Edwards was seen in a walking boot. So he may be a good flex option this week. Um, oh, he'll, he'll be So um, as, as long as one or two of them are out, you I think I think starting, Ren, starting Renfro is a very smart play. Mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I think I think to the point about Darren Waller, you know, I, I sat him in um, the leagues where I had him in because, again, Patriots taking away their number one weapon and he, he still is their number one weapon. Um, and I think he will be going forward. So, you know, I think this was just uh, a tough matchup. I would be afraid of Darren Waller forward. He's still their best receiver. Mm. Yeah, and no, no, I think it would be... Against the Patriots, you probably want to sit your best receiver, but otherwise, you want to start them. So the um, are the Patriots contenders? 
they, they've got. I mean, they lost to the Seahawks, and they've got the Chiefs next up. So, but it was it was a close loss to the Seahawks, right? They could they could have won that at the end. They there. could have won. I think I think the Chiefs will be quite a an interesting test for them, because you know, to see how Belichick's going to scheme for that. Uh, not not every team has the offensive talent mm. and depth that the the Chiefs have. So it'd be interesting to see how they scheme for that. I guess they're going to try and take out Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. So maybe you'll see a bit more of the likes of Hardman, Watkins, you know, dare I say, if Robinson's around. But uh, CEH, yeah, yes, CEH as well. Um, I think I think Texas going. I I think Chiefs are just going to run right over them. I, I think when it comes to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure the Pats have enough about them uh, to win a Super Bowl, but you think they got enough to win the uh, AFC East? I think they do. I know the Bills had a good comeback, come from behind victory, and it was against you know the Rams and McVay. But I can see Bill out coaching McDermott. It certainly looks like those are the two teams. I know we mentioned the Dolphins could be. A thing, uh, you know, with all the additions they made, but um, so it looks like it's going to be between the Bells and the Pats, uh, Bills and the Pats, I should say. So moving on, the game that we all uh. watched in dismay, Chigs. I know this cost you a fair bit of money. I know it cost me a fair bit of money. Um, why? Why do we trust the Falcons? Yeah. I, I never want to see you know I, I love the Falcons obviously Julio Jones and to, to Dan Quinn I think he needs to go. Um, it's shocking what what a what a destruction twenty points on the spin to the Bears in the fourth quarter. Absolutely but, shocking. But it's not a, it's not a one off right you know the collapse against the uh, the Patriots. Um, the Super Bowl was obviously the, the big one, but. See what happened last week against the Cowboys. Was it a twenty-point lead they they gave up? Yeah. Um, and that obviously that nonsense play at the end with the onside kick. Here, obviously, bloody um, Trubisky playing that badly gets benched. Nick Foles comes in. Looks like Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, or maybe the Falcons made him look like Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I think their mentality is shot. As a team, it does show though the difference having Julio on the field, mate, and not having Julio on the field makes because, you know, what when teams have to focus on stopping the threat of Julio, it just makes other guys so much more open. I mean, Calvin Ridley had a nice stat line, but in one of those was a deep bomb that he caught and was just stopped shy on the near the one yard line. But outside of that, he only had four of the receptions, nothing of note. Um, Todd Gurley had a decent fantasy day. Brian Hill had a decent fantasy day. But even Russell Gage, when he has to be the number two guy, it's just harder. Now, I know Bears' defense is, you know, it's a good defense and all, but they're still missing some big players there. Uh, so well, yeah, was... Russell Gage also got injured early on. Um, I think he, had, he got a concussion, like, in the second quarter, third quarter. So that kind oh, of affected the game plan. Yeah, so he was he was out pretty much, like, I believe almost like half the game. Oh, Plus. right, okay. But, but um, Julio is a game changer, no question. He is, yeah, just shows. Um, and, you know, credit to the Packers for doing what they did without 
uh, without Devontae Adams um, this week. And they're impressive. I mean, I mean but to be fair, the Falcons, right? They, they had this game. So they still put up 26 points. Um, they're, they're 16 points up and they basically blew it again, right? So oh. I know we've, we've leveled it at them before with obviously Sarkeesian was there and them not throwing to Julio in the red zone and stuff and not and leaving points on the board. It's on their defense. They they just honestly, I think they're one of the worst defenses in the league. And bear in mind, Dan Quinn's a defensive coach, right, with the Seahawks. Mm. That's that's his speciality. And you know, they obviously cleaned house with all their coordinators last year um, and kept faith with him. I think Dirk Cutter's still running a pretty decent offense there. You know, you've seen with Calvin Ridley and see Russell Gage putting up numbers and Julio still getting his. Matt Ryan's not, you know, not having a Terrible sort of stretch. It's their defense. They, they can put up forty points and they'll 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 give away forty one. So it's still on offense. I want every piece of because their defense is so bad that they're going to be forced to throw the ball every week. Mm. It's a shame. So what's, all, what's your thoughts on Brian Hill? So I think I think I talked about him before right, as being for me the the primary backup to to Todd Gurley. Um, you know I think that sort of showed obviously this week he had a good game. He, he needs to be owned in all dynasty leagues. Yeah, that's for sure in mm-hmm. all dynasty leagues because Todd Gurley, we know what his injury records like. I think Brian Hill <clears throat> was getting praised through the off season because uh, we thought it would be Ito Smith or Quadri Ollison, but he's superseded them and um, obviously surpassed them, I should say. So definitely needs to be owned. If he's on your waivers, get him, hold him. Because... Even essentially in a redraft as well, right? If you've got space on your bench and you've got Todd Gurley. You you want him as a, yeah, you want to handcuff Gurley with Hill, I think. Yeah. Um, no, so I've got to give uh, credit to one of our <clears throat> one of our listeners, Imran, for coming up with one of my favourite terms about the Falcons, which is how can they be so unclutch? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta say that was funny. Uh, the Bears, impressive comeback. Uh, Nick Foles, I mean, three touchdowns, one interception, but that interception could have <clears throat> easily been a touchdown. In fact, I think it was initially given as a touchdown and turned over on review. So very impressive performance. If by some miracle he's available on your waiver in a super flex, use up a large amount of your fab, especially if you're QB needy. Um, but I think this just helps those skill players. Uh, I think Anthony Miller's going to be better. I think Jimmy Graham showed up well. He was targeted. He got two touchdowns. Uh, albeit one of those was from Trubisky. And Alan Robinson looked like the Alan Robinson that you know demands yeah. sort of attention. Yeah, ten but, ten receptions, one twenty three yards. So if you own that, that, that touchdown was an absolute nonsense. Like the, the, <laughs> the tackling, I mean, honestly, oh, it was awful. Yeah. Just yeah, criminal. But um, is is that, is that Jimmy Graham? Is it is his third touchdown? Let's see, maybe in his third or fourth. Um, yeah, yeah, Jim, he's, he's, he's had a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I think. Uh, Definitely, um, you know, if he, if he is definitely a candidate for um, ads in a, a tight end for sure. Mm. Maybe the game of the week. A certainly very interesting game. Couple of dodgy 
ref calls, but the Bills against the Rams. So the Bills came home uh, with the win. Late drive by Josh Allen to seal the win. I thought there was a bit of a farcical pass interference call there, <laughs> um, personally, but there was also a farcical one on the Bills earlier as well. So a bit of inconsistent ref, uh, refereeing or umpiring there. But uh, I think in terms of players that you want to own or you want to target, uh, Gabriel Davis, I was talking him up in the offseason. I drafted him in the fifth round, I think, of our rookie draft, fourth or fifth round. Thought he was a good receiver coming out of UCF. I didn't think he'd have the production he has already, but if he's on your waivers in a dynasty league, I think he has to has to be rostered absolutely everywhere. Um, and outside of that, you know, Cole Beasley had a nice game playing in the slot. Uh, Singletary with uh, Zach Moss out actually had a decent game, 71 yards on the ground and 50 through the air. So it just shows the importance Um Actually, Jalen Ramsey did a good job on Stephon Diggs. He was quite quiet, but you always knew that they're going to scheme for that. Um, and you know, accordingly, Diggs may not get as much work. But um, Mo, what are your thoughts on um, you know what you've seen with the Bills? They're three and zero so far. Do you think that's a team that can go far in the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the defense is going to keep them in games, and their defense has been injured. And uh, the defense is going to keep them in games. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened in the second half there with the Rams. But, uh, 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 I mean, looks like the Diggs addition there was probably the biggest offseason move that they could have done, the best offseason move they could have done. I'm surprised uh, um, Allen can throw that well. Well, at least at least makes it easier for him to throw Diggs. But, yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I, I think they're going to win the division. I think uh, they were my picks uh, they're one of my picks to win the division, and probably one, you know, one or two rounds. But I don't think they can get they can get past Baltimore or the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, and speaking of the Rams, you know, they're unlucky. Played well. I think looking at their players, you know, Cup and Woods are going to be owned in all leagues. Um, Higby will be owned in all leagues. But I think D- Daryl Henderson has earned his way as the lead back in that committee, especially with Acres out. So I would just say if Henderson's available. Very impressive 5.7 yards per carry, you know, 114 on 20 carries, touchdown as well. Um, so I, I think if he's on waivers, which he shouldn't be in too many leagues, he's a must, must add in redraft and dynasty because, um, you know, Rams are a very clever offense through Sean McVay. Steelers and Texans, quite a topsy turvy game. Steelers uh, wanted that the when at the end in the fourth quarter, they were down for quite a while, actually. Um, James Connor had another good game, another 100-yard rushing game. Ebron finally came in and did uh, something, five receptions for 52 and a touchdown. So that'd be really good in your tight end premium tight leagues. Uh, Deontay Johnson went down injured. What's the prognosis on him, Mo? Do you know how long he's out for? Um, Not offhand. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe it's anything super severe as far as i know right now um yeah. i don't think i don't i don't think we've gotten much detail from from that injury report yet should get some today i think one thing that was interesting for me is it seems slowly slowly anthony mcfarland is just taking over that uh backup yep. role I, I i was shocked to see that as well huh? yeah benny snell had opportunities he had one more carry but he had seven for 11 whereas mcfarland had six for 42 um, and one through the air. So um, I, I think I love Farland. 
Yeah, I love McFarland though pre-draft. Um, I was, I, I think you kept talking about smells there, but uh, um, I, I, I think I was, I was in love with McFarland from since the draft, since college. Um, I, I think he's going to take over that backfield. Um, I, you know, second after Connor, of course. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought Snell looked good when Connor went down, but he's not done anything since, and it's one of those games. If you don't, if you don't show up when called upon, then um, you know, then you're going to get superseded. Um, Texans again, bit of an ugly offense. I know they put 21 against a good Steelers defense, but David Johnson was really poor. I thought. 13 carries for 23 yards. Uh, we were talking about whether he's the David Johnson from 2017, but it didn't look like that this game. Randall Cobb had a good game, and outside of that, no one. Um, are there any Texans players you think you might be targeting? Oh, no. I Honestly, you know, except for Watson. Here's my question to you now. I have Cooks in a few leagues. Is it worth, in a redraft, is it worth holding him, or would you cut him for, say, someone like a Jefferson? Justin Jefferson? Correct. Uh, no, I I think you have to keep Brandon Cooks. Um, with Justin Jefferson, he's in one a team that is one of the slowest. I think, in fact, the slowest. They have the least plays on offense per um, game of any team, and that's worse than the Jets, even. And they're a run-first team. So, unless What about... What about Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro, I mean, uh, you know, Derek Carr still tends to pass a bit more than, and I think he will on average. But would you drop Renfro? Is that the question? Oh, no, no. My question is whether you drop Cooks for, say, someone like a Renfro or. Mm, no, I wouldn't. Uh, unless hold, you're hold so. On Cooks. Don't panic just, just yet. Not yet. Because they've, they've played three of the better teams in the. Um, AFC now. They've played the Ravens, the Chiefs, and they've played um, Steelers. You know, think three teams who are destined for the playoffs. So I wouldn't panic just yet on Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think, you know, better days are ahead. Um, So I wouldn't be dropping him, not for a Renfro uh, or a Justin Jefferson personally, not in a redraft. Jiggs, what are your thoughts? Would you drop Cooks in a redraft league for someone like Mm -hmm. a Renfro or a so I've got him in, in a few leagues and I'm still holding on to him. You know, hopefully he's on my bench. You know, I'm not, I'm not starting him at the moment, but as you say, he's faced, you know, three very sort of tough matchups. So I guess you say I'm hoping for sort of better days ahead for him. Yeah. So <clears throat> just speaking of uh, Justin Jefferson then, so the next game was the Vikings who narrowly lost to the uh, Titans. Um, thought the Vikings were quite unlucky here personally. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a monster day, 22 carries for 181 on the ground, further couple of catches. Justin Jefferson broke out, seven receptions for 175. I thought that came down to game script and uh, the Texans' defensive scheming. They sort of took Thielen out of the game. Um, He saved his day with a touchdown, but I'm not sure I'm ready to start Jefferson in any season-long leagues yet. Uh, if he's on the waivers and you need a receiver, I'd definitely be adding someone like Jefferson. I wouldn't let him sit on your waivers for too much longer. And no, no surprises really from Titans' perspective, except I thought Tannenhill was quite disappointing through the one interception, no touchdowns. Derek Henry sort of saved them. Um, but Corey Davis 
Is that a player you're comfortable starting at the moment in PPR leagues? With AJ Brown out, yes. Yeah, I think him and Johnny Smith obviously benefiting with AJ Brown being out. Yeah, I think when AJ Brown comes back, I think Davis probably takes a step back. I think still, I still think Johnny gets, you know, continues this. But yeah, I think Corey mm-hmm. suffers when AJ Brown comes back. So then, next game, uh, congrats to the Panthers. They finally got a win. I think they're the second longest active streak. And in fact, the team with the longest active streak of defeats also won, which was the Lions, and we'll get to that later. Um, Bit of a come-back-down-to-earth story for Justin Herbert. Didn't really do too much there. I mean, 330 yards, but he had a bit of a disappointing day. Um, Anyone on here you think you're targeting? Josh Kelly should be rostered in all leagues now, you think? I think so. Um, I actually thought he was going to have a very good game, so I think I started him in in DFS and you know, in all, almost um, started him in some other leagues as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah, disappointing day, but you know, obviously Austin Eckler had a monster, and I think obviously the game script kind of aided that. Yeah, um, I still think Joshua Kelly definitely someone to uh, you know, should be rostered in in all leagues. DJ sure. Moore had a disappointing game. Are you panicking as a DJ Moore owner just yet? He had one bomb, but, you know, only two receptions. You're expecting more. Mike Davis was actually the guy who stood Mike, out. Mike and Davis, he... excellent game. Um, obviously, yeah. Stephen and, you know, if you managed to pick him up off waivers last week, then uh, well, well done. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, really good value in that McCaffrey role. Yeah, I, I am worried about DJ Moore. Um, this season, definitely season long. Dynasty, you know, still banking on his talent, but yeah, it's not you know, obviously what Mo talked about where you where you were drafting him. Uh, probably that sort of middle of the third round in um, in Dynasty and, and maybe redraft as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's looking a bit expensive now, but you know, I'm banking on the talent to come through. Mm. Rob, Robbie Anderson, you know, I think uh, is. Providing really nice sort of value, you know, so still not not this best game, but still five for fifty-five. Yeah, Mo, who do you think is the receiver to have of the Panthers for the value that you can get him at? Uh for the value, Robbie Anderson. I think DJ Moore people are still holding on to him, and it's quite expensive. Robbie yeah. Anderson's the one to have, or even Samuel for that matter. But I think one thing that we've always said about Robbie Anderson is that he's always had a, a great high, he's got a great high ceiling, but he just had that terrible floor. He can give you zero one week, but then give you, you know, 25 another week. Surprisingly, this season, though, if you look at the way the Panthers are using, he has a quite, he has a high floor now. So he's, he's like one of those, he's become kind of like one of those receivers where, you know, you can actually trust him and you actually still have that upside where he can, you know, you know, catch a, you know, 50 yarder bomb or something. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 why I feel like I think Robbie Anderson. I think I, I think Chick is right though. I think DJ Moore will eventually get better. Um, uh, but I mean, again, I was always concerned with this wide receiving crew. I think pre-draft. I mean, I like Teddy Bridgewater because I knew we we're going to throw the ball, but um, I just didn't know who he was going to throw to. Yeah, and just from an IDP perspective as well, you know, credit to Shaq Thompson, uh, five solo tackles. Sorry, eight solo tackles, five assisted. And Jeremy Chin, six and six as well. So I think they're two um, 
starts in most IDP leagues as well. I'm actually considering starting Jeremy Chin in one of my flex spots because my other uh, DB is Jordan Poyer, who's a must-start every week. But Jeremy Chin's putting up impressive numbers, I feel, feel now. Um, right, terrible, terrible game for one team anyway. Jets got absolutely blown out by the Colts. Um, don't think anyone particularly of note, uh, although Mo Ali Cox is uh, <laughs> definitely someone to <laughs> to target in those dynasty leagues, especially if it's a tight end premium. I think he's shown that Phil Rivers will always lean on the tight end, and while uh, Jack Doyle's injured, and he's always got that potential to get injured, Jack Doyle. Uh, then uh, Mo Ali Cox is a, is a must own in those leagues. Um, outside of that, I thought Taylor had a slightly disappointing game, but we know the Jets have got one of the better defenses. Uh, Naheem Hines is that a player you're comfortable starting in PPR leagues? Not really. Yeah, no. not really. Any Jets you're targeting or looking to start? I'm waiting for Crowder to come back. Yeah. If you're in a dynasty league and you can get Sam Darnold on the cheap, I would mm-hmm. be going out and trying to get that. Because Gase is Adam, out, baby. Exactly. Adam Gase is not long for the Jets. No. Uh, and so, you're, yeah, you, if, you, if you can get in on Darnold cheap, you know, it, it may not work, but um, new coaching change, you know, like we saw with um, Jared Goff, right, when Sean McVay came in and how he was under. Um, Jeff Fisher to you know the, the transformation. You're you're basically gambling on on Donald sort of making that turnaround, and I think this is the lowest value you can probably get him for. Mm. Yeah, um, so from a from a relatively poor game uh, to oh, and I must say I added the Colts in almost every league I could, and um, <laughs> helped me get some big W's. Oh, the defense, I agree. Yeah, they put up I think nearly thirty points as a yep. DSD. It's crazy. I know Chigs, I started them against you, actually. Yeah, they were, I think that was obviously the plays of the week. But, um, mm. T.Y. Hilton, would you would you be cutting bait? In a redraft, yeah, he'd be he'd be on my bench. I couldn't start him at the moment. I think, I couldn't... Uh, well, Pittman being out for a couple of weeks, I think he's going to be a start here moving forward. Hmm. And Campbell out as well at the moment. Yep. Campbell, Pittman, Alec, and um, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be a start. Actually, I'm going the other way with that. The, the, the game strict, the game script against the Jets were just dominate them on defense. You don't even need any offense against them. So I, I think this was kind of a more of an anomaly. Uh, but now with all these wide receivers being out, I think I think um, I'm, I'm not sure who they're playing next week. But uh, I would I would be starting I would be starting their offensive players. You'd be starting the. Um... Jets Hilton. offensive players. Oh no 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 um uh, <laughs> Hilton. No, that's a fair comment. Um it's just whether uh they, they play the Bears actually targets him. They play the players this week, which I think is gonna be interesting. Now with Foles in the back uh there, I think it's just gonna benefit um Robinson and Montgomery for that matter. I think um yeah, I think I think both teams will be putting up points. Two teams with good defenses will be probably putting will be probably having offensive points. Hmm. So, great game uh, next up. Seahawks versus uh, Cowboys. Russell Wilson with just a, <clears throat> another phenomenal performance. Five 
five passing touchdowns, no interceptions, just a clean, clean, really, really good performance. He's certainly up there in MVP candidacy. Tyler Lockett with a monster game, nine receptions for 103 touchdowns. I think we can't do this podcast without mentioning the absolute oh. stupidity from DK Metcalf. <laughs> absolute idiocy and I hope he learns from that for his sake because that could have been six touchdown to Wilson and uh, two touchdown for Metcalf but Olsen had a decent game I don't think you can rely on him Um, and I do have to say if you're a Carson owner there was a scare that he might be injured and out for a bit I don't think it's looking too bad but I'd suggest handcuff with um, Carlos Hyde it's not it's not a you know a snazzy name but I think you have to. Actually, uh, you know, you know who I'm going to go with, Homer. I'm actually not even going to go with Hyde. I think this week he is out one week. So if you're targeting someone on the waiver wire, I think you go with Homer. You think Homer gets more points than Hyde? I believe so. I can oh, have a fab bet with you this week. I believe Carson is out, so and I, I, th- I think Homer, Homer's going to get more, uh, more fantasy points uh, than Hyde is this week. Okay, if Carson's out, let's do it. Twenty-five fab, yeah. All right. Which league? Cool. Uh, let's do TBC. It's been a while right. since we've bet in that league. <laughs> uh, from a Cowboys perspective, <laughs> I think a player who's going to get added a lot, Cedric Wilson. Uh, so even though Gallup had a monster game, even though Cooper had a really good game, even though Lamb had a decent game, Cedric Wilson, five receptions, 107 for two touchdowns. It looks like. You probably want to add him to your dynasty leagues, although I'm not <laughs> blowing all my fab or anything on him. But uh, sort of came out of nowhere, really. Uh, thought Prescott had a decent performance, bit of a sloppy interception at the end on the last play. I don't think he needed to do that. But uh, yeah, Seahawks, you know, you want to start the uh, receivers on the team that's playing the Seahawks. They're looking, they're putting up a lot. They're conceding a lot of points. Similarly with the Cowboys, they're conceding a lot of points at the moment as well. Uh, next game, Lions and Cardinals. Bit of an upset here, actually. Um, so I was saying how the Panthers had the second longest losing streak with uh, 10 games. The Ly- or 11, Lions had the longest losing streak coming into this weekend uh, with one more game, 12, I think. And they won. They beat the Cardinals, so... You know, shout out to the Lions. Good performance from uh, from them. But from a um, Cardinals perspective, Kyler just looked a little bit sloppy. He still had a good fantasy day. Had a really nice rushing touchdown. Touchdown. Just... Fantastic. He mm. absolutely just tore that defense apart, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really did. But I think we're now at the point that really, from a redraft perspective, the three players you want are Kyler, Nuke, and Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Uh, I know Christian Kirk was injured, but I don't think I'd want to target him. Keyshawn Johnson re- didn't do anything. Drake has so far been a bit disappointed, and I say that because I traded, you know, what now looks like quite a lot for him. But I think there'll be better days for Drake. Uh, this was actually quite a close game throughout. But uh, Adrian Peterson, are you adding him if you need running back help? <laughs> He's clear the lead back there. Um, yeah. For sure, right? Yeah. And now Kenny Golladay's back. Uh, you know, could see who the uh, favorite target was. I think it's... one thing that was interesting for me is that um, seven receptions amongst the two tight ends, Hawkinson and Jesse James. 
Yeah. So, you know, they're scheming to use them better. So if you've been holding Hawkinson for all this time, I think better fantasy days are ahead because they're going to start scheming for some of those uh, play action passes. Um, I think he should be owned in. I think if you look at TJ Hawkinson's stat lines, right, you, you're going to be around this sort of four to five catch region, about 50 yeah. yards. You make, you know, he'll make his week if he gets the touchdown, right? Um, but in a, in a Titan premium league, very startable guy for sure. Was uh, was Swift injured? Was he out this game? No, he just wasn't utilized. Wow. I didn't yeah, he had zero, zero rush attempts and everything. And, yeah, um, he, he just was not utilized. I mean, unless I've missed something there. But what's uh, what's everyone's take on Isabella? Any 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 any, any significance there, or just uh, not for uh, me? Just an outlier in the stat sheet there. I don't think uh, I'd obviously know the two touchdowns, but I just can't see possibly one other than Nuke there. To be honest, no. Nuke's putting up monster numbers again. Um, so yeah, I think it's just those three players really. Yeah, you know, Keyshawn Johnson had. Two catches, I think. Yeah, just, no. you know, they're, they're going to they're have volume in the offense, but yeah, Nuke's going to be where all the targets are funneled. So, if you're an Isabella owner and you can sell him to someone who thinks there's value, do it now because those days are not coming very often, I don't think. Those two touchdown days. Um, my Broncos got trounced handily by the uh, Bucks. It was quite an ugly game. Bucks, to, to their credit, brought a lot of pressure on Jeff Driscoll. He didn't really deal with it too well. I think the injuries um, are piling up. Najarell Casey's out for the season. It's it's not going to be a good season, unfortunately. Um, even when Drew Locke's back, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle, especially losing number one uh, receiver there in Sutton. Melvin Gordon had a poor game. Now, we know the Bucks are the number one defense what's interesting is brett ripian's being announced as the starter for uh next week so um i'm actually looking ahead of ripian and i think if blake bortles is available on waivers i think try and target blake bortles because he's got the most experience unquestionably of the three and while locks out i mean don't blow your fab on i i can't i can't believe you said those, those words came out of your mouth there Amir. i know but to be honest, Pick he, up Blake he, was a dec- he was a decent fantasy quarterback, it must be said, when he played for the Jags, because he does like to rush himself. So if you're I, desperate, then I think it's worth rostering someone like a Blake Bortles. I, I um, believe um, every game you went, uh, every Jags game you went, you had a big poster that read, I will trade Blake Bortles for a biscuit. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> it's fake news. Absolutely fake news. Um, no, so unfortunately, there's not there's not him. much. And I'll take him off your hands. <laughs> no, that there isn't much of the Broncos. I'd say uh, I'd want Fant is a must own and probably a must start. He's going to be heavily targeted. Uh, whoever the QB is, from a Bucks perspective, looks like uh, Chris Godwin is now injured. He had a decent day until then. But uh, Chris Godwin's now looks like he's going to be missing a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Mike Evans with the most ridiculous stat line ever. Two receptions for two yards for two <laughs> touchdowns. So clearly we know what they see in Mike Evans. He's not really been targeted much outside of that. Um, I don't know how many targets he had in that game. 
And from a running back perspective, disappointingly for me, it looks like Ronald Jones is back as the leader. It's just lead back. so messy. After last week, I thought, you know, Fournette's going to be the guy. He's made that yeah. job. It's starting across the board and, you know, Jones, Jones uh, out carries him, right? Yeah, I think this is an offense I'm not going to own many pieces of if I don't already. I'm not going to, because the, the players worth having are going to be too expensive. And then the other ones like tight ends are just, it, it's too messy. This week it was Gronk with six receptions. Before that, he had six targets the whole season. OJ Howard with three. Um, so I don't know. I just personally think it's too messy there. I see. I feel like Scotty Miller, right? I think I said it obviously from a redraft and a dynasty perspective, but just seeing how he's being targeted, um, you know, had a, had a three catches of 83 yards. So, yeah. decent, I like, I like Scotty way. Miller to fill in while Goodwin's out. Yeah. I think next couple of weeks while Godwin's out, certainly, um, but not <clears throat> not in the longer term. Um, also, big shout out to the Broncos um, and their fans. In the stadium, oh, the South Park. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that was a uh, very, very clever. Uh, I did did enjoy that. Packers and Saints put on quite a oh, show. Sorry, one one other guy in, in that game. Yeah, so Tim Patrick is he a thing? He will be. He'll be playing out wide. It's just whether whether our O line can protect whoever the quarterback's going to be, and actually give him time in the pocket. Because that was what we struggled with. The the Bucks just bought so many blitz packages and just could not protect the quarterback. Um but yeah, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Patrick personally, or even Jerry Judy at the moment. I'm a big Judy fan. I think he'll get a lot of targets, but not sure I'm comfortable. You know, I don't think he's got much of a floor at the moment. He's got a high ceiling, but I don't think he's got much of a floor as it stands. Um, Saints and Packers. Uh, nice win for the Packers there. Nice fourth quarter drive to win. Uh, two good quarterback performances from uh, Breeze and Rogers. <clears throat> I think Aaron Rodgers is going about things quite nicely under the radar and had a, had a good performance. Um, Latavius Murray actually had the bulk of the carries, which was a bit of a surprise. But Alvin Kamara, 13 receptions, 139 oh, yards. An absolute beast that that touch. Yeah. I think his second or the well, the, te- the receiving touchdown. Yeah, second one. You know, fantastic. But yeah, I think everything funneled through him. Um, yeah, the Saints. Yeah, he looked. He looked great. This, this is what you're seeing. You know, with Michael Thomas out, they're relying more on Kamara. It's not Sanders as people thought. It's not really Traquan Smith. It's not even Jared Cook. It yeah. is. Kamara. It's Alvin Kamara. And looks like he's, you know, in in shout for a top three RB um, performance on the year if he can stay fit. Uh, but no, nice win by the Packers. Rogers also threw three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, Alan Lazard, who I know you've been bigging up, Chigs had a really nice stat line: six for one forty-six and one. I think if Adams is out again, which it seems like he won't be, but if he is, I think Lazard is a must start. And now I think Lazard is taking over as the number two MVS starting to uh, disappoint. I get the feel. Uh, Yes. Is the, you know, he's going to give you that sort of big playability, you know, so um, not going to be as consistent, but I I definitely think, yeah, Lazard's the the more reliable receiver. 
Um, you know, had a really nice game, actually. Probably could have had another couple of touchdowns. I think if he had a bit more sort of speed to him, you know, I think he, he broke a, broke clear and obviously got caught caught by the defence. But, um, yeah, really, really nice game from him. Are you, you starting? Sorry to him, right? Are you starting Lazard next week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a must start for next week after that performance. I, I think Adams is out. I think Adams will be back though. I think if Adams is back, I'm not. I'm not starting him. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. If Adams is back, then then it becomes. Um, but then you no, know, then they're playing the Falcons, right? So actually, I'm starting him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, God, the Falcons. Uh, right, last game then Monday night game. Um, you know, had a lot of hope for this game and Chiefs. Look like they kind of dominated in the end. Um, I know Ravens brought it back to one score and then the Chiefs won 34-20. Disappointing day if you're a Lamar Jackson owner. And I know Ooh, our yeah. friends Sid. It. Uh, well, it, it worked both ways because against you, I had Lamar, you had Mahomes. And against Sid, I had Mahomes and he had Lamar. So I ended up winning the one with Mahomes, losing the one with Lamar. And both were quite narrow wins and losses. So... Um, Better days will be ahead for Lamar. Uh, Steve Spagnola just planned his scheme really well, I thought, for Lamar and for Andrews. Um, put the ball you know, more in the hands. And they didn't really rush. I mean, Ingram didn't do much. They were behind quite early on, behind for most of the game. Um, Gus Bus had four carries. J.K. Dobbins, fairly disappointing performance. I think better days are ahead for all of these Ravens players. And they, they tend to put on a show. Uh, after they've had a defeat. So I think they can put on something like 40 points next week. I'm not sure who they're playing, would, though, before I say would, that. Do you Mahomes feel comfortable absolute... starting any of those running backs, though? No. I would have said Ingram uh, for Ravens a while. Ravens got the, but... uh, the football team. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I think they're going to put on 50 then <laughs> against the football team. Especially if Chase Young's out as well, right? Yeah, especially, yeah. Uh, no, cl- clinical performance from uh, from Mahomes. I think uh, it's the, the amount of different receivers he hit as well. Right? I think he had eight different um, people that caught passes. So yeah, really, eight, yeah. Really great. Um, obviously, Sammy Watkins um, had another decent game, seven for 62, of coming off concussion protocol. For CEH, really, had a really good game, looked really good. Yeah, he's, he's not getting those touchdowns, but good through the air and in the rushing game. Um, yeah. So he was he was pretty good. Are you comfortable starting Sammy Watkins at the moment? Uh, yeah, like again, I think I think I, I don't want to be, but I would happily start him over, for example, um, Jarvis Landry. Mm. Uh, so he why. So next week, it's interesting because we were saying how the Chiefs have the Patriots, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I think Sammy Watkins is a must-start next week. Bill will do everything he can to stop Kelsey and Hill. And I think that opens up opportunities for the likes of Watkins and Hardman and possibly CEH in the the passing game as well. So, uh, yeah, certainly names to look out for. I think the one difference with the with the Chiefs though is is that you know Kelsey and I, I wouldn't be shying away from Kelsey Hill either because I still think they could have very big games just because of the, the ability of Mahomes and and also their own ability. Yeah, mm. I, I think the, I think the speed. It, it's pretty funny. Um, uh, I think announcer yesterday said that 
they consider Sammy Watkins the slow wide receiver, and he runs a, <laughs> a four three. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, no, they've got a lot of speed on that offense. Uh, but I'm, next week, I'm quite comfortable starting Watkins. I think against the Pats Pats team who are gonna, you know, scheme accordingly. But no, that that's a good offense. They're gonna put up big scores generally across the season. Uh, right, so I hope that helps with uh, players to target, waiver wire additions, um, and your fantasy matches for this week. That was week three in the bag, and we'll be back later in the week to talk about the uh, betting. And uh, a lot of coverage will be going out for the Falcons, those pesky Falcons this week. So um, thanks for tuning in. But for now, that's me signing out, Jigs. Shout out to Paul for going 3-0 and in um, the IDP League. <laughs> Yes, never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> also, shout out to me for going three and zero in a TBC. Hey, don't don't forget me in TBC three and zero, baby. You're, you're the champ, so that's expected, right? <laughs> the Patriots over here. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna have to edit this bit out. <laughs> have a good one, chaps. Cheers, and Mo, giddy up.